Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Disney friends, family, everybody. Um, it's Matt with the DPI podcast, and today is Tuesday, uh, June the 29th, um, 2021, something like that. And this is the DPI podcast. <laughs> got Peter laughing at me. I've got my camera acting up all of a sudden. So we're having all kinds of fun. Um, with with the start to the show but we've got a lot to talk about um big news coming out of magic kingdom as far as some openings that are being planned uh big news out of a lot of different places um the contemporary this week so definitely checking out some of those things so without um too much delay let me get peter on the show here and let's let's talk to him um peter is with princesses of the mouse disney travel and if you are planning on booking a trip definitely want to go with us because we can add a lot of insight and a lot of excitement and fun um at no extra cost to you so let me go ahead and bring on peter
Peter, how you doing? Oh, good, good. It's been a few weeks. It has, it has. You have been kind of all over the place um, with golf and doing things with the family, going camping, doing all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, lots going on at the parks. So much for the last three weeks. Holy cow. It has been, it has been. And, you know, the big thing for me is, you know, we're finally getting fireworks back, which um, to me is the biggest thing. It's uh, it, it, It's been a while since we've had some fireworks at the parks. And tonight, um, the cast members get a preview of the fireworks. And then general public tomorrow, or not tomorrow, on Thursday, um, Happily Ever After and Epcot Forever are finally back. Now, both of them are relatively short-lived. They're only going to get about three months worth of play um before new shows take over at both of those parks so um what what are your thoughts with fireworks well so first of all i have a client down there right now that leaves on the second and is in magic kingdom on the second and i said i hope you all planned your travel to be able to stay all the way into the night they said no unfortunately we our hotel for that night is five hours away so we have to leave at like three i was like oh my god uh oh, change those plans <laughs> um happily ever so let's be honest because i i feel like that's one thing our show has always been is honest um well your show more than you know i'm just here i'm, I'm here for fun <laughs> uh so the show has always been very honest so let's be honest about the idea that the epcot forever show was always meant to be a placeholder and is really not all that great or all that special. Kind of cool, but ultimately I thought that um, it it was always meant to be a placeholder. It was always supposed to get us from, uh, or it was always supposed to get us to Harmonious. That was the goal. Uh, So if I'm going to Disney, am I super excited that Epcot Forever is coming back? I'm excited in the sense that as I'm wrapping up my Epcot day, I can take a leisurely stroll around World Showcase with a beer and watch Epcot forever as I'm working my way out. But if I am going in the next couple of months, I would be absolutely stoked that you're going to have a chance to watch Happily Ever After. That is just such an amazing, remarkable show. The mix between the castle projection and the pyrotechnics. It's just, it's absolutely unlike anything you'll experience anywhere else in the world. And Um, it's funny you say that because, you know, we, we got the announcement of happily ever after coming back last week. And then all of a sudden we got permits showing that Disney is installing four new fireworks pads not only are they upgrading the main pad that Happily Ever After gets shot off from, but they're installing three other pads around the backside of the property for Disney Enchantment. Yeah. Disney Enchantment's going to be unbelievable. When you think about the step up from Wishes to Happily Ever After when it came to the, the projections on the castle and the actual use of pyrotechnics with the projection... 
now what does the step up to Disney Enchantment look like with the addition of three extra pads? You get all the projectors up and down Main Street. This is going to be more like um, the nighttime show that is at Disneyland right now. So one thing for, for those of our viewers who have never been to Disney World on New Year's or 4th of July, there's a heck of a lot more fireworks launch points than what Happily Ever After lets you know about. Because Happily Ever After launches out of, I don't know, probably about, I'd say probably three pads right now. They've got the big main one, but then they've got a couple that launch out of the sides. So there's probably about three pads that Happily Ever After launches out of. When you go to 4th of July and New Year's, there's got to be, there's got to be nine pads that get launched from. Because if you're standing back, you've got the main and then you've got fireworks going, holy cow. Like your entire field of vision fills with fireworks and parts of, of those fireworks shows. So what Matt's talking about, this Disney enchantment, they have mapping based on the preliminary artwork and sort of like the teaser videos. It looks like there's mapping down every inch of Main Street USA for some of the parts of the show. And like he's talking about with the fireworks permits, Oh my gosh, Happily Ever After is remarkable. I can't even tell you, before the show started and Matt and I were just kind of talking back and forth, I brought up the fact that we're going back in the second week of October, and as all of these announcements have come out over the last month, I am getting like a kid in a candy shop excited over my trip in October, and it's still 108 days away. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's... And and I was harmonious looks amazing. Yeah, harmonious right. is going to be unbelievable. That right. that's to so me. You're talking Disney Enchantment, harmonious Ratatouille's opening. Still sitting here waiting on the official date for Space Two Twenty. Still waiting to find out about Guardians of the Galaxy and how delayed Tron is. But boy, I think end of 2021 and into like our spring breakers and summer trippers of 2022. Holy cow, Disney is going to be completely just nuts. It's going to be completely nuts. Yeah, Forget it, all those conversations we had about, oh, they're super in the red. Oh, no, what's going to happen? <laughs> so so a lot of a lot of other things going on. And, and sorry, guys, I'm adjusting a secondary camera and getting up. At least you guys can see me now. Um, it's better than it was. I was wondering what was going on. I was like, why does this guy keep showing me his stomach? <laughs> it's it's it, it's it's crazy over here. All of a sudden, my my main camera decided it didn't want to work tonight. Um, so we get fireworks back. One thing that's going with the fireworks is going to be Casey's Corner. And I keep looking up at my main camera, so forgive me about that. Um, Casey's Corner, the hot dog stand, is coming back. Um, it's going to be open tonight as a soft open for the cast preview of Happily Ever After. Opens for good on July the 1st. Um, getting or more of that or opens June 30th opens tomorrow um full opening also we're getting the plaza ice cream shop back plaza ice cream shop back is coming back on July the 7th and Citrico's is getting ready to reopen and it's going to reopen on July the 15th um cool thing about Citrico's Citrico's is coming back with a brand new theme they are paying homage to Mary Poppins returns so if you are a Mary Poppins fan Citrico's has you covered. You're going to get some cool 
new upholstery on the chairs just some just some throwbacks to that movie um lots of dining coming back lots of lots of stuff coming back with the hotels um later on in july we have the polynesian reopening now one thing about the polynesian reopening is you are not going to be able to enter that main ceremonial house basically the check-in check-out area through the front doors um, there's still a ton of construction going on at that resort. So you're going to have to enter through the side doors. Um, like you're taking the walkway back to the Grand Floridian or the walkway to get back to the Luau. If you've ever been back to the Luau back there, um, that's the entrance that you're coming in. And then monorail service right now, no monorail service at the Polynesian because of all the construction on, um, that that main that main building so peter um you're actually going to be staying at the polynesian in october you know what are your thoughts on the the refurb the moana theming everything that's going on there well a whole can of worms that you talked about so first of all back to grand floridian so citricos is at grand floridian um wait no yes yes, right? yes. yeah yeah i was like and so is narcosis like i always go wait a minute why would they have multiple of those? But yeah, yes, yeah. they have Citricos and Narcosis. Uh, making it Mary Poppins theme made a lot of sense because if you've been to 1900 Park Fair for the character dining, Mary Poppins was a constant, very, very normal person who would show up in the list of characters for the day. Um, and it makes sense. If you look at Grand Floridian, has sort of like Victorian, classic, elegant theming, and that just ties into Mary Poppins and her persona, um, absolutely. So I'm really, really excited to see that retheming of Citrico's. On to Polynesian, yes, it's still under construction, but um, I, from what I've heard, there haven't been major delays, and they're still hoping to wrap everything up by late July or into August. Um, so yes, I believe the first day, Matt can correct me because I know he always writes this stuff down and I just sort of come on and get, I just figure out what we're doing on the fly. Um, but I believe July 15th is the first day they're allowing guests back into the Polynesian resort side of it because the DVC property has been open for a while. Um, but the Polynesian, the actual like hotel room side of it is reopening, I believe, July 15th. Um, <clears throat> but those issues, those those uh, little part in our pixie dust should be wrapping up relatively soon in the next month and a half or so. Um, so by the time I go in October, I'm hoping, I'm very, very hopeful that I think having monorail service from Polynesian, that should be, like, I feel pretty confident about that. Um, I'm even hoping for monorail service back to Epcot. I can't wait for that announcement. They should, <laughs> well, already well, car that, Why not? Um, they were actually training employees on the monorail line, the Epcot line today. Yeah. So, so that should be just around the corner. Yeah. I mean, I, we would we would imagine that that should be coming soon. You and I are pretty good at speculating, if our viewers have noticed. Yeah. 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 So we speculate pretty well. <laughs> So let's let's take a ride around the monorail and let's go to this tra tragedy that they have made the contemporary. Okay, so let me explain what they're doing. Okay, first of all, one more note on the Floridian, and then you can go off on like, oh my god, my contemporary. So 
So first of all, one more thing about the Floridian. They are taking an entire area of one of the buildings. Have we talked about this? I feel like maybe we have. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're taking an entire one of the northern wings of the building, and they're completely gutting them and reworking them into one bedroom and deluxe studios for DVC. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another I have, I have thing that might, show. Yeah, I thought we might have mentioned that once before. Um, but if you're a DVC individual, I think that would be very, very promising for you being able to buy new contracts at Grand Floridian here in the next few years. Um, just finishing that up. So over at the contemporary, redesigning all the rooms, and they're going with a they're going with like a sleek luxury elegance. It seems to be kind of hinging around Edna Mode and sort of her designing and the Incredibles and all of that stuff. So. Matt, what does this do for you with the Contemporary? Because I know, like, I've never stayed there. I've eaten there several times at Chef Mickey's. It's wonderful to ride through. In my mind, I see these new designs and I go, well, that makes sense. The Contemporary was built in the first place to be sort of like this cutting edge, right? Like, that was the theme of it is like, look at this cutting edge, amazing, you know, token building of Disney World. So these updates just seem like they're bringing, yes, they're bringing in the intellectual property, which I know you're, you're always like kind of grayish on. So when you, when you look at, when you look at what they did at the Polynesian, they did the Polynesian really, really well. There is theming in those rooms, but it isn't over the top. It is done through wallpaper. It is done through very, it's done very well. There are very, little character nods in each of the rooms but it's not like slap you in the face they have made the contemporary the 50s wing of pop century and slapped a 700 price tag on it and and that's my thought on i mean the incredibles theme is a was a great idea and in some areas they did it really really well i think the beds look really awesome i think the bathroom is awesome, but the room itself stinks. I mean, you took you took a room that was basically, you paid $750 to be able to look out your window at Magic Kingdom. And that was how you let light in the room. And that was, that was ma- what made that room. A, the rooms are enormous. They are massive rooms if you've ever stayed at one. They're bigger than any other room on property except for two-bedroom villas. Um... And then you, you took them and you you just slapped them with, let's throw white paint everywhere. We're going to put some incredible stuff in your closet. We're going to put it in your drawers. You know, like I said, it, it the bathroom's awesome. The monorail mirror is unbelievable. If you haven't seen that, you need to, you need to find it online because it is one of the coolest things you'll ever, ever see. But the room itself takes away from that deluxe property feel at disney if you walk into the riviera you're not slapped in the face with ip ip (laughs) is everywhere at the riviera but you are not slapped in the face with it you are now at the contemporary and that's that was my biggest thing about the contemporary they could have done this really really well and they didn't and that's that's kind of where i stand on it will i stay there yeah, but I'll probably stay in a garden wing until they destroy those rooms. 
<laughs> I mean, it to me, it just it, it really <clears throat> cheapened the rooms with what they did. So you're saying you feel <clears throat> that they more look like walking into Art of Animation's Little Mermaid room or the Lion King suite or... They do. And, and you look at the popularity of those rooms, I think there's two things that make those rooms really popular. A, they're cheap. And B, for little kids, that theming is awesome. And when you're a young family, in most cases, you're looking to go to Disney and you're looking where you can save money. And the first place you're going to look is that hotel room. The contemporary is somewhere you go after you've been there a couple of times, most times. And it is like that step up. I don't want to walk into that same room over and over and over and over. And I don't want the room at the all-star movies to be the same as the contemporary. Sure. I mean, I, I get it. Um, you know, my family, when we're going just more of a budget trip, pop century, and we expect to get, I mean, they're very nicely appointed rooms. They're very, they very are. lovely. Um, but there's a massive feel when we walk into our favorite property, which is the Yotter Beach Club. Because, like, and you just feel it. You you go yeah. from Pop Century, where you're like, okay, we're here. We're all at Disney. It's really awesome. But we kind of took a budget approach. And then you walk into Yacht and Beach Club, you're like, oh, this is sophistication. This is, uh, this feels like from the moment you get to the resort, it just feels different. Exactly. You're worried that the contemporary has kiddied up a little bit too much, a little bit too strong on the IP. So now you're going to lose a little bit of that, that feel. Uh, You're going to lose the ability to get away from the theming if you want to, you know, Edna Mode's face looking at you on every pillow. Yeah, I, or or Frozone, or you know, like I said, they they could have done simple things like the monorail mirror. They could have done something in the on the walls. They could have done small lighting things, that kind of stuff that gave you hints of Incredibles. You know, you've got that great uh, mid-century house that they live in in the second one that you could have pulled all kinds of stuff from, and this is what they ended up with. And and to me, like I said, it just, it cheapens the contemporary. To me, if I'm going to spend that money now, I'm looking at the Floridian, AK Lodge, Riviera. I'm not looking at the contemporary anymore. What's an Ack Lodge? The Ack Lodge. <laughs> Animal Kingdom. But, I mean, do you understand where I'm coming from on that, though? I mean, it just, it, it just... I've never seen a contemporary. Like I said, for me, I was like, "Oh, okay, they're updating property just like everywhere else." But it's it's like if they took if they took Beach Club and threw a movie at Beach Club, you know? Yeah, yeah, I would I would feel the exact same way. I'd be like, "Well, now there's other draws to Yacht and Beach Club because they have that remarkable pool area and the location behind Epcot for me." So I'd probably just like you, I'd probably keep going, but there would be a diminish in the experience. Like, like Yacht Club right now is just themed to, it's just nautical, but it's, it's high end, it's sophistication, it's nautical living. And so, yeah, if they were to just chuck a bunch of Donald Duck all over the place because he's aquatic. Yeah. Like, like, well, that's a, that's a bit much. And, and that's, that's kind of what my thought is with the contemporary is 
they they could have kept it really really simple new paint get those god-awful sinks out of there that those stupid shallow sinks out of there and they could have made a world of difference at the contemporary mm. and for people that go to the contemporary on a regular basis <laughs> shit <laughs> uh, your wife disagrees vehemently <laughs> she, she just put go to sleep darling <laughs> nice nice no it just uh, it, to, to me it's just like I, I would rather stay somewhere else now where you know six years ago when I booked my first contemporary stay I was like this is the pinnacle of Disney trips if 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 I was in that position again I wouldn't I wouldn't book at the contemporary now in just, my mind, the pinnacle of Disney trips is Polynesian and Yacht and Beach Club. Yeah, see, and, and I've wanted I, to go to Polynesian since I was like twelve. Yeah, I mean, and that I think, like I said, I think that's the one place that I feel like that if I was going to spend up that money and get into that, you know, seven to eight hundred dollars a night range, I'm going to look at Polynesian now over the Contemporary. We so, look forward to having you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get back to news. Um, Magical Express to end mailed reservation confirmations on July the 1st. Um, Honestly, they don't even, they could have ended that six years ago. They, they, they could have, as long as you've got a magic band. Yeah, you don't even need it on the way down. And really, you don't, the only reason you need it on the way back is to, hand to the tell you driver. what time. Well, yeah, and even then, like the bus drivers can be like, okay. Yeah. So. They're ending the mailed confirmation, so if you have one, keep it. It may be worth something someday. (laughs) (laughs) All Disney stuff is worth something at some point. Um, But it just, I think it's just the slow burn to the end of the Magical Express. And, ooh, Allie will be excited. Um, Magical Express ends on December 31st. The Mirrors Connect program is going to start on January 1st, but you can't make reservations for it yet. So, um, so frustrating. I cannot, I cannot even begin to tell you how frustrating oh, that is yeah. that they don't have their ducks in a row. Cause I've got clients booking in March and April and May, and they want transportation from the airport. And if I click ground transportation, all it brings me to is like Alamo rent a car. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a joke right now. So hopefully, um, hopefully they get that figured out. I mean, they said sometime this summer. We'll see. Um, it was supposed to happen at the end of May. And- let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. Do you and I? I have an answer to this. So let let me hear your answer. Do you think that the Mirrors Connect is? going to literally run out of the exact same spot in the Orlando International Airport, is the check-in process going to be almost identical where you go up, they say, here's what resort you're at, here's what lane you're in. And for all intents and purposes, the program is exactly the same. The only difference is now it looks like Disneyland, where to add it, you have to pay like $70 or whatever it is. Or do you think there's like, big procedural changes coming. I, I don't I don't think there are big procedural 
procedural changes coming, but I do believe that there are relatively large changes. And I think the biggest thing is you are going to see a small drop in the airport minivan service cost to compete. Because I think Disney is going to compete with mirrors on this to get people to and from the airport. And they're going to do it with the Tahoes. So, I mean, that just raises the question because Mears is already providing the Magical Express service. Correct. So, did Disney just get mad with the contract? But then, why are they allowing them to set up their own program? Because now is Mears going to, is the is the script flipping? So, now Mears has to provide them, like, finder's fee royalties for all this business? I just, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the meeting to hear... You know, you with your point. So you think, think that Disney will come back and and compete, but that just it just doesn't make any sense. Then why are they allowing Mears to offer this service? I and think, why are they ending the service in the first place? I think Disney is pissed at Mears on a lot of places right now. I mean, if you look at the parks and and you look at the different buses that are providing the services now, it's Cosmos. It's a, a whole. Bunch oh yeah, of other oh, host of buses vendors that are doing that are providing the service, and it's it's not and it's not only to and from the airport, it's to and from the parks. You know there are a lot more tour buses doing the rounds at Disney right now than there are Disney buses, and, and to me that says something that Disney and Mears are on the outs. And some, some, some of the buses, some of the tour buses at the parks are Mears buses as well. Yeah. But there's I mean, a lot of other companies for sure. There, There's definitely a lot of other companies. I mean, there was another company that was there that was a majority of the buses at Pop Century when we were there um, yeah. a few weeks ago. I remember ago. the name. Yeah. But, um, but I really think that you're going to see a, a competition between Mears and Disney for the next, I think it's five years until the rail service from the airport to Disney Springs open opens up. And then at some point they're going to work something out with that rail service. Well, you and I have already talked about that. Yeah. Least. Yeah. About yeah. Let them all get to Disney Springs and then just transport them to their hotels from there. Exactly. And now it's a, now it's a 10 minute. Yeah. And then you're, you're still, everything's on property at that point. You're keeping just, all your buses on property. So you think they're allowing the mirrors connect program to exist until they find something better. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Because I, I think I think their ultimate goal is to take over the transportation of everything. And just do that. I don't think right now they're in a position that they could. I think if like there was no pandemic I think if there was no pandemic, this isn't even a question. But because of the pandemic, I think there's things that happened after the pandemic. That Disney just said, you know what, screw it. We we need to be done with mirrors, and Magical Express is a tragedy of it. Only when you're coming back to the airport. Yeah, that's just the Tragical Express. Right, exactly. That's the tragedy of it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we talked about the Incredible Reef theme, which is incredibly bad. Um, <laughs> cast members and PhotoPass taking pictures with guest devices. This has finally come back post-pandemic. Um, it's something that Disney used to do all the time. You could 
get your photo pass photos taken with the the Disney camera and then you could hand your device to the photographer and they would take pictures with your phones with your cameras that kind of stuff as well just another post-pandemic thing coming back it's just one step closer to normal normal for me um any thoughts from you oh nope it's just it's good news uh massive capacity increase for boobash god dang it i got i got comments about this (laughs) this is this is the biggest joke um so you're gonna pay 20 to 30 percent more per ticket already paid it for 50 percent less than you were getting at not so scary plus now it's just gonna be like a regular park day at night <laughs> i don't think it'll be that bad but yes i like I was a good boy. I got on when I when I was supposed to. I was staying on on site, so I was able to get it in the the two week before window. I waited on hold for a hell of a long time. I spent a day and a half listening to busy tones and calls being hung up on me because I couldn't even get into the queue. I spent six hundred and eighty something dollars on my four tickets. There's not even a price break for under 10-year-olds. It's just three plus is a set rate. And then my day fills up, and all of a sudden this last week, uh, oh, we are the day. <laughs> so how many tickets? I would, again, these are numbers that we don't have. How many tickets were available? And now what have they increased it to? And where are we at in terms of, Here's what are coming into the park on the normal. Because there have been, I've been to Not So Scary multiple times. I've been to Very Merry multiple times. And there have been good and bads. And there was an even and ugly where oh, yeah. we went once. And I was like, my God, this park is wide open. I have so much space. This is so remarkable. We've been a couple of times where we're like, yeah, I mean, this was worth it. It was a good. But there was one time we went. And that's ultimately why we went again. I was like, this cannot be the norm something had to have gone haywire on this because we were waiting as long as a normal day. The midway was more crowded than a standard day. And it was just, it was an absolute nightmare. And um, that was the first time I went to not so scary. It was just an absolute nightmare until like the last hour. Then people started bailing. Yeah, we've been to. And, uh, been to I would love so to know the numbers of what's available. We've been to a not so scary, and we've been to a um, very merry. The not so scary that we went to um, was during fall break. We expected it to be busy. It was relatively busy. It wasn't bad though. Um, in 2019, we went to the opening night of Very Merry. A, it rained on us almost the whole party. It was cold. And it was packed. Um, I remember trying to set up for the parade because they at least did the parade. They ended up not doing the stage show. They ended up doing the fireworks, but there was so much rain that the smoke just gathered in front of the castle and you couldn't even see most of the projections. Um, But to me, when you're going to spend another park tickets worth of money yeah or more depending on the night 
you should be getting 50% or less, less capacity plus the extras. Because a lot of people are spending park ticket or their annual pass for the day plus the ticket for that night. So they're, it's close to $300 a person. Well, if you go to a park, like we're, we're not. I bought, but let's talk about that, right? So this is still a really, really valid point because I got, first of all, I keep trying to get my stinking annual passes back. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> I, I don't know what else somebody has to do to get Disney to sell. My annual pass expired two months before the pandemic. They won't let me buy it back. I'm a travel agent. I'm a DVC member. I, I even like said to a cast member once, I was like, I don't mean this to sound bad at you, but what level of money do you have to spend at Disney before they go, oh, you're kind of, oh, yeah, we should do stuff for you. Like, <laughs> and, and she goes, oh, you know, there's no such thing as a threshold of money. I was like, oh, yeah, if I had enough money, I guarantee I could buy Club 33 yep. because they just opened a brand new one. And I saw people eating in there the other day. Like, don't tell me there's no level of money that Disney says okay to. <clears throat> so... Uh, but to your point, like right now I have five day tickets and then I bought those passes. If I would have just bought a six day ticket, it would have cost me a grand total of 50 bucks for yeah. my family of four. Mm-hmm. It cost me almost 700 to get tickets to the, the boobash. So yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge difference to people going down there. Yeah. And, and, this year for Boobash and all of you don't get a stage show, you don't get a parade, you don't get fireworks. It You're is right, I'm returning them. It is such a diluted item this year that I am very much on the stay away from it this year. Wait till twenty twenty two. The experience is gonna be back. I just I just think this is for Disney it was a way to do it and and I hate to make it sound like this but a cash grab because they knew people were going to do it it worked and, yeah and I mean as soon as they announced when the rat ride was opening you were on there trying to get your reservations made I already um, had them yeah here <laughs> but uh but I really think it was a cash grab this year and it, you know they're going to do what they do, but it's up to a consumer to say, ah, here's what I'm getting versus here's what I'm paying. You know, I am only going so that I can inform you on whether or not it was worth it. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the sacrifices that we make. Well, at the end of the day, it is. Uh, let's see. Um, Polynesian reopening July 19th. We talked about that. Universal returns. Ah, 19th. Dang it. I was off by four days. Universal returns parades over the weekend. How long until. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrong Wrong show, buddy. Wrong show. Hey, hey, hey. We have, this has become the follow the leader show with Universal leading all the changes when it comes to post COVID stuff and Disney following. Disney's had many parades from the beginning. Disney's had many parades from the beginning. They've had and the cavalcade. The number of cavalcades has like tripled. It it it, okay, but a Disney cavalcade, a Disney cavalcade, and a Universal parade are basically the same thing. 
Have you seen a Universal Parade? I, I, I have. And they're not. Right. But until they bring back the Tangled float... I'll, I'll bet it off. Give me, give me Rapunzel. I, I think, uh, so first of all, the cavalcades are ramping up. If you've been paying attention to that, yeah. they're probably from even when you and I were there. So when my family was there in October, it was like a cavalcade every few hours to when you and I were there. And then my family was there a month after that, there was every hour on the hour. It seemed like a cavalcade was going off. And now from all reports that I've seen is like the Mickey one goes every hour and then the goofy one goes on the half hour. They're basically just like run. Yeah. Like, run ends one and thing, the next one starts coming up. That was one thing that we did notice is that the cavalcades, they were um, on the hot and heavy during the day. Um, you would get them relatively close together. And it did seem like you would get the Mickey one more often, and then you'd get the the Goofy one, the Fantasyland friends, and the Princess one would kind of rotate on that second spot to where you're getting basically two every hour, and it was every fourth hour you were getting a repeat. So. Right. So yeah, so yeah, it it has it has definitely picked up, and it picked up at Epcot too. But I had heard that Epcot was dropping one of the cavalcade, the Mickey one, that they were running over there. Yes, they they dropped they dropped that one, and they were just running the Princess one now around World Showcase. I think I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Magic Kingdom now. First of all, I hope cavalcades continue. And all the other parks, because the other parks didn't really have a parade. Correct. It was really just a Magic Kingdom thing. Yeah. So I really hope at all the other parks that the cavalcades continue. And in the Magic Kingdom front, I even dare hope that the cavalcades continue. Because, yes, I want the big, long 3 o'clock parade. What time is that at? Uh, like I love that question. Whenever what time is the three o'clock parade? In? Well, probably like two fifteen. I don't. What are you? Three o'clock parade. So I I want that big long parade back. But I do I do really enjoy the entertainment, the constant entertainment value that the cavalcades bring. And I also love the fact that the midway doesn't choke up forty five minutes prior. And I also love the fact that I don't have to waste an hour and twenty minutes of my day for my kid to get a decent view of the characters. So if there's a way to like bring back all of the floats, like the princess one last time when we were there, I don't know what it looked like when you were there, but the princess one was like three floats long now. Yeah. It had the bell. It had the bell gazebo. It had the big mirror right. float. And right. then, yeah. Like Tinkerbell up front or something like that. But, yeah. And, and that's, that's where I think, you know, you could do, the cavalcades, but I think there's certain things like you got to bring Maleficent's dragon back out. Yeah. During my boo bash, you got to pay $700 to see Maleficent. Well, and that's, that's what I'm thinking is that you're going to get like a villain's cavalcade. It's gotta be, there's gotta be, but this is a great opportunity for Disney to do two things. Keep the cavalcades during the day. 
bring in a new night parade. Yeah. Now bring you back a brand new ELO. Yeah. No, not not ELO. Okay, ELP. Yeah. Um, bring bring back bring back something like light up the night or what what's the one in um, Disneyland? That one's fantastic. Which one? The, they don't the, have a the night parade at Disneyland. Oh, um, but bring back some, bring in something yeah. like that. You know, that's a spectacular. I think night they just still called the electric light parade in Disneyland. No, it, it uh, it's something else. Um, because it's got like McQueen and something else. Um, but bring something like that in and then you can kind of quiet two fronts. The people that are complaining that the electric light parade is gone and the music that will haunt you for, you know, six months after you leave your trip. I mean, you add that with, it's a small world and you get a whole year of earworms. Um, Paint the night. Paint the night. There we go. Yep. Um, and then you you get that Back parade to- group. You get that parade group knocked out too, where you have you know a set parade at night, and that just kind of you're going to choke up that area for the fireworks anyway. Do the parade after the parade leaves. Let everybody fill in for the fireworks. Do you know the fireworks? Do a kiss good night, and you get three just bang 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 right at the end of the day. And then the park can clear, and then you still have an hour worth of time at the park because most of the time it's open till 10 or 11, depending on the night, um, to where you can jump into a ride or ride a couple of things before you go home. You basically just described how the very merry and not-so-scary parties work. Correct. That's pretty much what you do. There's like an 8 o'clock parade, and then the fireworks are at 9, and... And then it's open till midnight, so fire the fireworks are done by ten, and boom, you still got two hours to go run around. Yeah, so I, I think they have an opportunity here. I just they, they've 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 got a they've got to bring something back parade wise. Yes, the cavalcades have been fun. They've been a great way to get the the characters out there, even though um, there are no meet and greets or anything like that. I'm waiting for those to come back. Those feel like they're just. Especially costumed characters. Yeah. Boy, you could bring them back. Because if, if you're really worried about stuff, like have them wear a, you know, a little surgical mask in there. Yeah. <clears throat> Boy, they could come back. But I, I just I just feel like we're, we're really close to being there. And with, with Universal bringing a parade, their parade back, and it's one that has a lot of floats, a lot of cast, we can't be too long away I, within a couple of weeks of at least of an announcement. Um, and then I think the biggest issue is the cast, you know, do, does Disney have the cast in place to pull something like that off? Not only the, the performers, but the extra in, in park cast that they need to lay the tape, to hold the lines, that kind of stuff for a parade to go on. You know, I got into a conversation with somebody on Twitter today about why Typhoon Lagoon hasn't reopened. Don't have and the staff. They don't have the staff. Sure I, I, I think, I think Be glad you got one discount. How many people Disney brings in, in the college program, in the international program. 
And then how many people just didn't come back to work after the pandemic? Because, I mean, think about it. When you go around Disney, you had a very, very young group of cast members. And you had a very, very old group of cast members. You had your Florida snowbirds and that kind of stuff that worked down there as well. And I think a lot of that older group... Everybody in charge was middle-aged. Yeah. I think a lot of that older group just never came back. If you look at, like, they're offering thousand dollar sign-on bonuses for um to work in in housekeeping and as line cooks and and that kind of stuff that shows you the staff that didn't come back or the staff that was used somewhere else that said i like this a lot better i don't want to go back to housekeeping my chances now yeah just go down there find me a job yeah Finding the job isn't the hard part. It's probably the house. The house is probably the harder part to find right now. I got a camper. You do? You could live at Fort Wilderness? Boom. Yeah. Like, hire me, but I want my site at Fort Wilderness for free. There you go. Boom. Negotiations have started. (laughs) And no blind dates. Contact me, Disney. I'll come work for you, but I want my camper at Fort Williams for free. Let's go. You know, I tried that for the um, for the test cruise. I never got a call. I mean, I put shame. my services out there. It's a shame. Anything else that you're watching at the parks? No, I'm just really excited because here in two days, it's going to feel really, it's going to feel really bad. Because, yeah, the parade is still missing, but like you said, some of those restaurants are coming back to us. At, at that point, really, Columbia Harbor House is about it. That's not there. A Diamond Horseshoe. Um, that has it. Oh, yeah. But Diamond Horseshoe is currently – Diamond Horseshoe is kind of there because Liberty Tree Tavern is using it as overflow seating. Correct. So it's kind of there. You just don't have the unique menu. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Harbor House is the only one that really hasn't reopened, um, right. per se, but yeah. I think I'm uh, still using it for Peter Pan. Were they when you were there? Uh, we didn't ride Peter Pan when I was there, so I didn't, I didn't notice it because we kind of flew through that area. Um, yeah, I, I think Thursday night we're going to um, broadcast the Happily Ever After show at... 9.15, so definitely mm-hmm. jump on the channel, check that out. Um, I'll, I'll negotiate it with one of my uh, friends that are down there that, that are already doing the stream, and we'll just restream theirs. So uh, We should have it recorded somewhere. We'll just stream our own. I, I do have it recorded a lot of different places, but um, it's, it's a lot better when it's live. That's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we'll have, we'll have that on on thursday um we may even have um illuminations epcot forever on thursday as well so sans kites what do you think about the kite show that's coming to uh animal kingdom oh yeah that looks i i liked rivers of light i mean I, i wasn't like against rivers of light so it'll be really interesting uh, to see how it goes and see, you know, because here it was my only complaint about Rivers of Light. There just wasn't enough going on. 
Well, you know, right? I, I, I started asking questions about that, and, and I, I think I've learned more this year of behind-the-scenes Disney stuff than I ever have, just by asking questions. Because the one thing with Rivers of Light is they couldn't do anything that was loud. Yeah, because of the animals. Because of the animals. So they couldn't do fireworks. They can't do anything like that. So Right. Um, no, and that makes sense. But like, you look at, there was like, here comes this barge in slowly. Here comes this barge in slowly. Oh, look, there goes the rhino. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, look at this thing blossom into a cool fire tower. That was, like, awesome. But it's a, it was a very, very slow-moving show. It really, it really was. It, it um, was. It was. My concern, my concern with the new show is, with it being a daytime show, that theater is right out in the middle of the summer. It is going to be a hot show. Yeah. They put a rest area in there, and... I went to sit down there to like have some food or something. And I was, we were there on a pretty mild week. I was baking. (laughs) This is not a rest area. (laughs) This is a, we're looking to try a new jerky menu on the item area. (laughs) So, yeah, so we've got, we've got that coming, but just, just a lot of cool things happening around the parks. Um, So, Peter, you're going in October. Yep. Sweet. So we'll get our first our first flavor of the fifteenth ah, when Peter goes. Shut up. <laughs> my, do- my dog's in here. She just decided to be an idiot. Okay, what? Your dog is attacking the show. Uh, but we get your, our first taste of the 50th when you go. Shannon and I have a trip coming up as well. Get another kind of taste of the 50th. Then then we've got a March trip coming up as well. We're back to having two trips kind of planned and getting ready to go. So, Yep, I got an April trip also. There you go. So we've got, we've got, um, we've got you guys covered from as well as we can from Indiana, it seems like. So... Don't tell my bank account. <laughs> but as you guys saw across the bottom of the screen, uh, social media accounts on Facebook at DPI Podcast for the the Disney Planning Insights Show at PATM Disney Channel or Disney Travel for Princesses and the Mouse. There it is, right there. Um, if you like videos, especially ride videos, go over to our Facebook page or our YouTube page. Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Uh, we just posted Seven Doors Mine Train last week. Um, so definitely check that out. A lot of people already have. So good to see a lot of people um, on on the YouTube page. And then we'll get the website up and going again. During the pandemic, it was kind of like we were trying to keep up with news and notes. But we're going to go back to doing just the informational content and getting that back up with the park planning series and, and those area overviews and that kind of stuff. So definitely want to check that out as well if you haven't. Um, but thanks for watching tonight. If you guys do have any questions, reach out to us. Uh, we will be happy to answer any questions you have. And definitely if you're trying to book a trip or looking to book a trip and need some help, advice, that kind of stuff, reach out as well. We're both willing to help and get you a, a good, good vacation. Well, Peter... Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, 
have a wonderful week, and we might see you again next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a good night, and I will talk to you later, okay? Bye, everybody. Uh, the, the camera has been an issue today, but we did have Peter with Princesses and the Mouse on tonight. Um, talked about a lot of things going on, dining and... Princesses in the Mouse at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. for watching listening whatever you do thank you for supporting the channel we will see you thursday night for the fireworks and next tuesday for news and notes